The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, October is Mental Health Awareness Month, and over the years on this show and on this station, we have talked many times about mental health, the organizations out there helping, and, you know, the the need to continue to talk about it, to try to reduce the stigma surrounding it. Oftentimes, it, it can seem that men have more of a challenge talking about their mental health. I think years of being being strong and, you know, not showing emotion and just getting on with it all, um, in some cases has taken a toll. But there are people out there working to change that by sharing their very personal stories about depression, about loss, about anxiety and and recovery. And our next guest is doing just that. Uh, Colin Malang is now a Lutheran minister based in Hannah. Um, and he's joined forces with the region Center for Suicide Prevention's Rural and Oil and Gas Support Program called Tough Enough to Talk About It. He is traveling the the province, sharing his story and helps of others. Colin, welcome to the show. Well, th- well, thank you for having me, Jalen. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I think it's an important one. And 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 Colin, before you were uh, a minister, you were a farmer. You were a hog far- farmer and uh, family family farm for a very long time. Can you can you take us back to? Uh, I guess we can start in March 2005. That was uh, that was a pretty awful month for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I I grew up on a family farm, and then I uh, had the privilege from my by my parents to take it over after my dad passed away in '93, um, and I had every desire to um, uh, pass on the family farm to my ch- uh, children, um, and then in March of '05, that all came to a crashing end when a uh, on a Tuesday morning a bailiff showed up our door and hauled away everything hauled away everything and uh and you, you you what led to that Colin if you can if you look back in the in the months prior to that the years prior to that what was going on well I, I realize only in hindsight uh can I answer yeah. that question and I, I didn't lose everything in 05 and then get depressed uh, mm-hmm. What I realized is that I had been struggling with depression and anxiety uh, for years and years, but because it went undiagnosed, uh, it didn't get treated and I wasn't aware of it. Uh, and and how depression affected me is that uh, my brain just seemed to go to mush and I couldn't mm-hmm. make the simplest decisions. And one of the things that the bailiff said when he was sitting at our kitchen table and I was pleading with him, like, don't, like, I don't want this to happen. Can we do something different? He said, Colin, it's too late. Uh, Somebody else has decided to make a decision on your behalf. And and what I learned in that is that if we don't make decisions for ourselves, somebody else will. And Jaylen, they're not in our best interest. Colin, I, I I I think about this, and and, and I wonder sometimes about uh, you were you were married, um, mm-hmm. and you know what did you did your did your spouse say anything in in those years? Your family say, hey, Colin, what's going on? Or you know, can can I find out what what's going on with the farm? How are we doing? Was there conversations on that front? Or when you talk about everything, your brain turning to mush, was it just you shut down? Oh yes, 
I, I shut down and I did a really good job of, of not showing it. Um, I, I pretended that things were fine when absolutely things weren't fine. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't talk to my wife at that time. I didn't talk to my friends. Nobody really knew what was going on. I just why, hunkered why, down. You hunkered down. And, and, and why do you think that is, Colin? When you, when you look back now, was it you were embarrassed to say anything? You didn't know? Oh, yeah. What was going on there? Yeah, what, there we go. Oh, yeah. Like, I was uh, embarrassed. Um, I was, uh, I felt a lot of guilt and, and, and just a belly full of shame at that time that, you know, my parents had given their life to build up this family farm, which I was a part of, and, uh, I was losing it on my watch and I didn't want to acknowledge that. And I, I think I was sort of hoping that, well, if I don't talk about it and acknowledge it, maybe I'm a farmer and part of them motto we as farmers say is that next year it's going to get better Uh and i kept hoping that things would get better and it never did get better and i and i didn't really grasp at that time that uh you know the global uh, that agriculture food production was going globally and i didn't really get what that meant um i would go to uh hog seminars and you know, people in the know would say, you know, the small family farm, hog farm is uh, is is no longer going to be viable. So you better figure out another way and get out. Well, for some reason, Jalen, I thought I was going to be different. And guess <laughs> what? I wasn't different. When I was reading the articles that you've done and, and you know, good for you for, for speaking out and finding your way to being able to, to do that, I thought it interesting. You talk about watching a, an Oprah show at yeah. one point. It was on and she was talking about about depression and, mm-hmm. and talked about feeling sad and, and feeling blue and you're like, well, that's not me. You, that, that's no. not how your depression manifested itself. No. No, but when when I look back at that time, um, I'm asking myself, am I depressed? Now, now I'm pretty sure, Jalen, if we ask ourselves that question, we probably are depressed. But I'm sort of in my head trying to think, well, am I depressed? But then after I listened to that therapist, and Jalen, that was like in 03, I can still distinctly remember uh, seeing this therapist sitting in the front row, and she said, you sat in blue for X number of weeks. For now... Now, if someone uh, it was in my life who said, so, Colin, like, what about your anger? Like, are you feeling angry? I would have said, oh, I, I would have talked about my anger as being like a volcano. And uh, I took all the energy that I had to keep a lid on it. Um, you know, if this person would have said, so do you lose your cool once in a while? I would have said, oh, yes. And every once in a while, that lid would come off, and then I'd have more embarrassment, more guilt, more shame. Uh, if this person would have said, "You engaging in risky behavior," I would have gone, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I was, I was, I can remember Jaylen speeding right down the highway because that's risky behavior without a seatbelt on and not caring. Yeah, and that still frightens me. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know. Losing my cool, suppressing anger, risk, engaging in risky behavior, th- that sleepless nights, that all more described how depression was manifesting itself in my life. 
So when we talk about, you know, you talk about being on the farm and I know, I mean, I've heard other conversations and, you know, it, it can be a challenge to talk about, you know, mental health on the farm. More and more people are, um, but I know um, it is still very difficult and the numbers will, will show it when you take a look at uh, mm-hmm. the number of suicides that, that, mm-hmm. that happen and the, the rates is much higher than it seems than, than elsewhere. And we take it like even in the oil industry as well. Yeah. You know, what, you know, there's so many layers to that, you know, you've mentioned, oh, well, there's, there's always next year, maybe it'll be better next year, but there's also got to be the fact that you're living a bit more remotely, that Mm -hmm. you don't have access to service, that, I mean, Mm -hmm. rural internet can be really, you know, sketchy at the best of the times. Are are all of those a component on why, why this can be a real challenge um, for, for folks who are living in rural areas? Um, the, well, I think also connected to one, one of the things that we as farmers like is that we're our own boss. Uh, yeah. We can be individuals in what we do. Uh, sort of we have this dogged individualism as farmers. Um, and that's good. Uh, but we also then have that same sense of I got to do this on my own. So not only are we as males socialized to suck it up, pull up your bootstraps, uh, uh, hunker down, you got to figure this out on your own. Like males are socialized to you figure out this on your own. And the same with farmers is that, you know, we're very individualistic in, in how we think. And we, it's this, I got to figure this out on my own. <laughs> and And our tendency isn't to... Well, I'm going to go talk to people. I'm going to go and try and get some help with this. It's very much, i got to figure this out on my own. We're joined this afternoon by Colin Malang. He's a former farmer and now an advocate for mental health and a Lutheran pastor in Hannah, Alberta. He's sharing his story as as we talk about mental health in Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, Colin, I'm curious to know when it was and uh, do you remember the moment when you knew that, okay, it's time to get help. I need to talk to somebody. And, and what did that look like? Um, with With the farm collapsing the way it did it it exposed everything right no longer could i hide so it exposed what was going on inside of me and and then i'm very fortunate that i had people who loved and cared for me that came and talked to me and would ask me like how am i doing um and then i got encouraged to go see a doctor and which i hadn't done hadn't been hadn't done for years uh and then in october of that year i finally finally got in front of a therapist um and that was really helpful to have someone uh, to hear my story and and basically the turning point for me in it was she just said i want you to think about something and she said um do you want to stay bitter bitter right i was pretty Mm -hmm. i was i didn't like my lot in life and she said do you want to stay bitter or do you want to get better and I'm very grateful for that because that really got me to sort of think about how do I want to how do I want to live out the rest of my days? Um, and as you can tell, Jaylen, I somewhere inside of me, I came to a place where I wanted to get better. Uh, but there's no there's no simple solution to depression and anxiety. There's no quick fix. No. I talk about it more as being like a journey. 
you know, you break a bone and the doctor's going to tell you, you know, at this point, at this point, at this point. Uh, but when it comes to mental health and depression, you don't know what the end point's going to be. You don't know what the journey's going to look like. No, you don't, and um, and it's it, it's it can be really quite up and down, right? But you learn how to handle things better. So mm-hmm. through this journey, I mean, how have how have you learned how to to handle those challenges? I call them, I, I call them blue days when I have mm-hmm. uh, a day that I know is just yeah. different than all the rest that I'm I'm, I'm further down than, than I have been before. I call them blue yeah. days, and I can yeah. tell my husband I'm having a blue day. I just need to be on my own or do the things that. I know. How do you handle that now? Well, the, the first thing I do in the morning is make my bed. Yeah. Because what I learned, like like it took Jalen, it took me seven years to to walk out of the valley that I that I had walked uh-huh. into, and and the sim- a simple thing for me to do is, and I do it now is is I make my bed. Uh, yeah. And then connected to that, I always have a, 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 a list of music on my phone that I'll listen to. Uh, music makes me feel good. Um, and then, and like when the pandemic hit, um, I, I started feeling like for me, depression is like a black wolf that just sits on just behind my right shoulder. Uh, and sometimes that black wolf is sleeping uh, and sometimes starts waking up and getting pretty close and nipping at me. And when this pandemic hit, it was starting to get pretty gnarly. Um, and I just phoned up my therapist and I said, uh, we're not going down this road again. Um, so, so if, some, what, if, if th- Colin, if someone is listening r- right now who is, you know, um, maybe feeling overwhelmed, maybe feeling that something just isn't right, maybe has mm-hmm. asked themselves, am I depressed? Like, you know, you said yeah. earlier, what, what do you tell them? Well, if you're, if you're questioning whether you're depressed, you probably are. Um, and and I would be like, how, how are you doing sleeping? Like, how are you, how's your eating? Um, like, like where where are you at? Like, as far as using numbing agents, like to numb uh-huh. out. Like, like our society doesn't teach us as men to to regulate our emotions or to talk about our emotions. But what our society does give us are numbing agents to use to numb out. I'm I'm going to be checking in on. On like where's alcohol at in your life? Where's where's yeah. where's where drugs at? Gambling? Where yeah? How much time are you spending on the internet? Uh, how's your brain thinking? Like what's your thought life? What what level of anxiety have you got? Um, what what I learned was that uh, and still do is that if I'm anxious, and this is my own wording, it just shuts off my prefrontal cortex. I <laughs> I cannot make good decisions when I'm anxious. Colin, you're now working with uh, the Resource Center for Suicide Prevention uh, Prevention's mm-hmm. um, support group called uh, Tough Enough to Talk About It. It deals yeah. with, you know, the rural community and oil and and, and, and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, what have you, what have you learned? You know, we're almost out of time, but I'm curious to know what have you learned through working with that, and 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 I also. You know, we're talking about mental health, and I think that the stigma around it is is reducing, and it and it's mm-hmm. getting better. And gosh, we have a long way to go yet, but I do believe that we're getting there. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just the, the simple fact that we're doing an interview here now may not have yeah. happened 20 years ago. 
and What's and also I there there's you know I've been working with a therapist and also reading and studying that's helped me to put words to my own experience, um, and then also listening to other men that um, it's 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 a common it's common for us as men to really struggle with mental health. Yeah. Well, Colin, you're you're making a difference by sharing your story this afternoon, and I want to thank you for doing so because it's an important conversation and we need to keep having these important conversations. Thank you uh, so much uh, for joining us this afternoon, and if I ever make it down to Hannah, Alberta, I'm going to pop in and say oh, hi because I'd like to shake your hand in person when oh, we can. Please, please do, and, and Jalen, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for the good work that you're doing in this world. Thank you so much. Take care now. And you, and you as well. Colin Malang joining us this afternoon. Uh, I, I hope, you know, I read his story and I thought it's a powerful one and it's and it's one that we have to have those, keep having those conversations about and and I think, you know, as we said, sometimes for, for guys it can be a little bit different and, 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 and for sometimes in, in different jobs uh, because of what you're doing, the way you've been raised, maybe because of where you're living, it can be even more difficult. So um, I appreciate Colin for sharing his story, his very, very honest story about his rock bottom and now his his uh, his high where he's at now.